guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Heidi. And welcome to another episode of Betty Squared. Today we are looking at chapter 129, After the Fall, which is hmm. the follow-up episode, I guess, of the cliffhanger that we were left with with Halloween 2, the, the previous episode. So... This episode kind of opens with uh, all the bulldogs sitting around. Julian's in what, a coma? Well, first, it's, I have to admit, like the beginning of this episode, I, it made me go back and watch the end of last episode because I was like, is it, wasn't there a cliffhanger? Because it starts with Jughead saying, two boys living in the same house, blah, 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 blah. like, uh, so similar, but on different paths, and, like, talking about Archie and Reggie living in the same house and being similar, but having differences, and, you know, kind of, like, going through that, and then it goes to the hospital where, yes, Julian's in a coma and stuff like that, but it literally made, made me, like, it gaslit me a little bit. <laughs> I well, like, wait, I think it was meant to. I think you're meant to think, oh, God, something's happened to Reggie. But in actual fact, yeah. he's totally fine. No, he's just the hero. Except Clifford Blossom doesn't think so. No, he, uh, he you know, just this episode is just extremely racist. That's what it all comes down to. Yeah. Against Reggie. Against um, Reggie. It's so f- because he's mixed race. Yeah. Yeah. So silly. It really is. And. Funny too, because isn't Fangs Fogarty? He's, I would assume, at least mixed. I think he is of Hispanic origins. I don't think he's mixed. And that's and Blossom's okay with that. Apparently, that he's apparently because he's not Korean, which is the biggest baloney I've ever heard of. But here we are. But that people do do that too. Well, people will be more prejudiced and racist against you know one group of folks versus another but still it's when you when you think about it it's just so funny and like not funny haha but funny and like you're ridiculous and idiotic just how how racism is ridiculous and idiotic right i guess right exactly but but yeah that's where it begins confusingly confusingly uh so yeah um Julian, unfortunately, is not dead. He's just in a coma. <laughs> Most likable episode for Julian. So <laughs> exactly, where he's, like, not being a douchebag. Uh, Clifford's mm-hmm. weave, and I'm going to call it a weave, but Clifford's <laughs> weave is out it's got to be lace front of control right. i don't know it has to be a wig right that can't be his hair it is a wig it's a okay kiss like, no that's not his hair it's it's a wig why not just use his hair and just dye it why are we going so obnoxious with that disgusting ass wig and i remember too that they did they did that for at least the pilot they they colored his hair for the pilot yeah, but it was, it was his, his real hair, hair and it looked better and then it did. And then after that, they did put him in a wig. I remember that from, I don't know when it happened in season one or, if, you know, him coming back. But God, this episode with him made me really miss when he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> really miss it. Yeah, he he was a real dick this uh, this episode. And you sure? his motivation is purely race driven. But I, I mm-hmm. think this is a fault on his acting or maybe the direction, but his hate for reggie is so two-dimensional 
it's really not yeah. justified. And I again, it could be bad writing, it could be bad acting, it could be directing, bad directing, it could be a combination of all three. But it certainly doesn't seem warranted. But I guess is racism ever? No. You know what I mean? But it's also like there's not. Yeah, I think it's a combination of all the things that you mentioned, because as well, we don't get the time. And I don't necessarily think we need like, I don't really want there to be time given to this story um, to give us to give us a reason why this would make sense. Like, it's not justified in the story at any point, because we are not given like, insight and time into that storyline. But also, I don't care for it. So right. I'm like, whatever. Um, but yeah, it would also even make more sense. Like, yeah he's racist but maybe it's also that he's jealous and upset like to give him some dimension that his son is hurt but this other kid who he thinks who he deems not worthy of all these other things that he deems his son to be worthy of is the hero and whatnot like that could be giving it a bit more dimension but you know again i don't really want them to even give the storyline more no, exactly. You know, he gets one, and this time. was his episode, and that's the end of that. I guess. Yeah. Maybe next time he'll die. Fingers crossed. I don't know. We're starting to run out of episodes. If uh, if he doesn't die in, like, the next episode, it may not happen. Yeah, for folks who... Uh... For folks who might not know our, our weird recording schedule that we just do our best at, it's July 4th. And they've wrapped filming. They did, yeah. Um, and my friend, who is an AD on the show, posted some photos and stuff. It was really cute. They had, like, a little graduation ceremony for all the crew. So they were all in, like, That's Riverdale cute. high um, robes and caps and things like that. Uh, but, yeah, it looked like it was a pretty emotional last day. Yeah, like say what you, and this is kind of separate from the episode, but say what you will about, and we can probably get more into this when we get to the end of it, but say what you will about the continuity and the story and the quality of Riverdale, regardless of that, they've created very strong bonds with each other, whether it's cast, crew, you know, anyone working on the show. They've been doing this for seven years. Yeah, about um at least and you know that builds bonds and they're you know a family and very close um and so when something like that comes to the end regardless of you know what other people think of it the quality of it the, the critiquing of it it doesn't really matter it's still a experience for those people so um yeah it'll be interesting to see where this season goes and how everything wraps up but it's weird it's just weird to think like it's over it's over for all of them like obviously they're still editing and things like that but like it's weird to think about that yeah i'm also thinking as well because we're so close to the end and they have just finished wrapping uh or they've just finished uh shooting i should say i have a feeling we're gonna get like a mid-season break where like a month or two is gonna pass with no episodes because they have to give themselves time to edit. Now, editing can be done fairly quickly if you've got good editors, but distribution and all of that takes a hot second. So I think we're going to get some kind of mid-season break where there's a couple of weeks where there's no Riverdale just while they catch up. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of a... A, a lag. You know, even if it's not like a full height, yeah, a lag, a little bit of a couple additional weeks here and there, but... Yeah. So 
let's get back to the episode. And I want to talk about Ethel and the Milkman and all of that, which still makes no GD sense, but here we are. (laughs) Now, from my two semesters of criminology studies, I know some Mm. stuff. I consider myself to be a semi-expert on all things homicide because of my two semesters at community college in criminology Mm -hmm. studies. Um, Now, the first (laughs) thing you do when you're investigating a homicide, and I am sure this is not new information to anybody who is listening, but you separate the suspects or you separate the witnesses. First of all, Mm -hmm. you've got Sheriff Keller with no backup because when does he ever have backup he is no. questioning ethel and jughead in the same room which is a big mm-hmm. no-no but not just that he's questioning them while also investigating the body which is in the yeah. same room which like that just would not be a thing that happened ever ever and like i said my two semesters of community college criminology (laughs) has taught me a thing or two and i was like baloney i call bullshit on this this is not correct yeah yeah so wrong on so many levels it was funny because what jughead was saying and i think we're gonna get more of this as time goes on as like this season wraps up this more of like meta commentary on the show Mm. um but as like sheriff keller was saying like well, it's a done and done case, like like that sort of thing. And Jughead was like, I have, what are you talking about? I have more questions than ever. I was like, me, like same dude. Every episode of Riverdale, that's how I am feeling as well. So I thought that was funny. I think that really summed it up exactly yeah, right. Yeah, every season of Riverdale has left us with more questions <laughs> than answers. I'm still, I still have issues and i mention it every time we record i feel like but mm-hmm. i still have issues with how chad michael murray died we never saw him get <laughs> shot and then he's just lying there and like was yeah. he really going to the moon or whatever because like it just started out with a cult where they were harvesting organs but then he was actually yeah. going to the moon like i still have so many so many questions about that storyline yeah, and I, I hate to say it. I'm not going to get it. Never be no, they'll never be, answered. never be answered. But it's like the one thing no. that really pisses me off about all of the seasons. I can't get over how they wrapped up that cult storyline or didn't wrap it up, yeah. so to speak. And then Alice is like doing an investigation with the FBI and that's why she was <laughs> in the cult. Yeah. She's like, I wasn't actually a bitch. I yeah, fucking bullshit. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Speaking of Alice and Mm. how obnoxious she is this season, um, I hate I hate her this episode. I hate her. I I hate that she's using Ethel. I hate that she's um doing this fake ass bullshit with Betty. Like (laughs) there's something going on with her. And I don't know if we're going to get time to work it out. Yeah, there's like another shoe that's got to drop, right? That's what it feels like the whole episode. She 
and this kind of goes into my next uh my next thing which is like before they decide where ethel's gonna go between archie's house and betty's house who she's gonna stay with which it makes sense that she would go back to the coopers even though the coopers actively betrayed her and sent her away to an abusive like none place nunnery i suppose is the right word or insane asylum or whatever um makes sense for her to go there because they've got a pretty full house at the at the andrews house right with the two boys and the you know whatnot um but then pretends like she's being super loving and motherly to ethel to obviously try and make betty jealous like yeah, it's so it's really petty. And as always juvenile yeah and then it's so funny that when isn't mary molly Ringwald's character yeah mary i always forget i can't <laughs> I she's know. just molly to me i know and it doesn't help that her real name is molly and her character's name is mary because they're very similar mary. yeah i just m names um but mary when she like addresses alice about it i'm like did this really work on alice like that's like there's really not a lot that she's like holding against her like mary she's just like kind of like berating her and being like you're a bad mom like and that worked i just yeah there's another shoe it's got to drop and we'll see if it does or if anything is resolved ever at all (laughs) i was really grateful to mary that she finally finally like or somebody it didn't matter who it didn't have to be mary but i was so glad that finally somebody said to alice like what the hell is wrong with you but yeah yeah you're right like it wasn't enough to really convince her to take betty back on so i i feel like or to like apologize yeah i feel like betty was close when she said, you know, to her mom a couple of episodes, just talk to me, what's going on, what's going on, before Hal interrupted. There's got to yeah. be something that is going on. Because yeah. Betty being thirsty is not enough to warrant this kind of reaction from Alice. And no. yeah, it was very, very strange. So yeah. I'm going to be pissed as fuck if they do not give us some context as to why she's acting like that. Because I have this feeling, I have this feeling that they're not going to. I agree. That's why I'm like, I'm not going to. No expectations. (laughs) No more. I'm putting all expectations for how Riverdale is going to end and how the season's going to go out the window. I had a few in the few, you know, first few episodes and we've talked about them and you know, the things that I would have wanted to change and the things that I think they could have done better and like whatnot. From here on out, we're going to be blank slate, baby. I'm an open canvas, no thought, brain empty, no thoughts. We're just going to go in and take it as it is. I just can't. I still get so mad. <laughs> I still get so mad because I'm like, why are they doing that? What is the purpose? Yeah. And then they don't give us answers and I get even more pissed off. Like, there is no way this season is going to finish and we are going to get the answers that we have so desperately wanted. They are going to leave stuff unresolved. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just going to be, yeah, what's going to, what is that going to be? What is, what is going to be unresolved? I'm, I'm very curious of how they're going to end this and if it's going to be, it's really difficult. I'll say this too, 
really difficult to end a TV show, especially one that's totally. been running for a long time. This kind of been all over the place, like Riverdale <laughs> has, has a pretty big cast at this point. Like, it's hard to end a show and have it be good. Like, even shows that are currently, like, uh, being acclaimed for having the, like, greatest ending, like Ted Lasso. I recently watched the show, and I, because I'm critical of shows and watch things very deeply and have watched it to multiple, the show multiple times now, have issues with the ending. But I know that I'm a pretty, I, I think I'm in a minority there and lots of, so even ones that are like on the grand scheme, people are like, it's perfect. That's the best ending. Like you can find fault and no one's ever going to be ultimately happy. But, but yeah, I'm just going to, that's going to be my motto for the rest of this brain empty. No thoughts. I mean, except I'm going to have a lot of thoughts, but I'm going to some thoughts. I'll try, but no promises. <laughs> I just get mad. I just get mad when I watch yeah. this show. And normally I watch this episode, like the episodes when they air, I'll watch them like the next day. Uh, This episode actually took me three times to try and get through. Oh, yeah. Not that I hated it. I was just kind of like, I think I'm done with this show. Yeah. Like I kind of checked out. This episode felt the most like. Not like original Riverdale, like season one, but most like, like, kind of middling seasons. I was like, this is, f-, it felt familiar. The like, maybe that's what the it way is. That the, maybe that's what it is. It was just kind of like, been there, done that. Right. Which makes sense. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. What, what um, you- one thing about Ethel, though, uh, why wouldn't they give her new clothes? She's like <laughs> sitting in between Jughead and, and Betty, and she's in these bloody clothes get this girl let her take a shower anyway <laughs> i didn't even realize that her clothes still had blood on them <laughs> she was covered in blood sitting in between betty and betty and jughead on the couch while they're talking about where she's gonna go and it's like please just let this girl take a this shower traumatized girl do something yeah wash her hands i don't know i did not even realize that but again i felt like i was kind of a little bit checked out with this episode anyway yeah yeah valid so valid been there for sure what did you think of the song <laughs> what the yeah okay great because that's what i thought too that's what i thought too i was it like it was cute yeah but what the but fuck why the thing is with musicals mm-hmm. they are meant to progress the story characters sing because they don't have the words to express themselves. It has to be expressed in song. This yeah. Yeah. had nothing to do with fucking anything. Okay. It came out of left field. Uh, I was very confused. What man are they washing out of their hair? Like, so confused. Their parents? The man? Like, quote unquote. <laughs> okay, sure. I don't know. It, it made so, no fucking sense. It was sense. so weird. Like, it was... Cute choreography, like the things that, like the pros that I can give it is that there's kind of cute choreography. The four of them are cute together. That like their little. The weird thing too is that they were in these little matching outfits, Betty and Veronica, yeah. and then they weren't in the matching. Yeah, outfits because later. they changed into their like nightgowns to talk about penises. Their little nightgowns. Yeah. <laughs> also, thing not needed ever is just knowing that Dilton Doily has the biggest penis. Like, it's not necessary. No, it's not. <laughs> but it's Riverdale, so and they stupid. have to like 
do some kind of dumb thing. So, so dumb. Yeah, no, it was very stupid. The, the song part. I just made no sense. No, none. It, they just ate. No. Yeah, it was a song. Yeah. And then they're blowing bubbles. And then and the bubbles everywhere. And there's bubbles everywhere, which would not have been possible with the two little bubble ones that Clay and Kevin had. But <laughs> here we are. It's, it's just, it was, it was strange. It was a strange time. It sure was. Yeah. It sure were, it was. Talking about something that I did like about the episode, I did like that Archie was, like, encouraged by his writing teacher. Yeah. About, like, the poetry. I think that makes sense, too. Like, it gets back to some original Archie with, like, he was writing songs. Like, he was interested in music and writing music. Makes sense that he would... He should be good at writing poetry. Um, I was just like... I thought that was cute. I literally was just like, here we go. Archie with another dream that is <laughs> not in any way, shape, or form <laughs> least, consistent. Well, the the thing that I, I did feel like it was at least a little consistent in that, like, he was a songwriter. Poetry and songwriting go pretty hand in hand uh, often or can. Um, so I liked that there, it was at least... It wasn't like... Oh, Archie, you're going to be a great newscaster. <laughs> like, right. It wasn't like, to, like weatherman Archie Andrews. Like, um, it wasn't like something totally random. At least a little bit connected to the Archie we we knew before, pre nineteen fifties. What have we got that Archie has wanted to be? He started off wanting to be a musician. <laughs> wanted to be a musician. Then he was, but he also wanted to play basketball. Then he also wanted to play or play. not basketball, or football. football at that point. Yeah. Then there was him owning the boxer? Al Royale, yeah, the boxer, and then he was like, it was a drop-in center as well. Then he was a vigilante, yes, and he was a vigilante. <laughs> he wrestled bears. Oh Jesus um, Christ! That fucking bear. Never forget. I never will. It's just every time I see his chest, I'm always like, where are the scars? And I mean, but, now we're in a different Riverdale, so that's fine. But yeah, so no tattoo, no no scars. Because no. he had the serpent oh, tattoo. Oh, that's right. He did have the serpent um, tattoo. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. What a time. What a time indeed. Thank God we've got a version of him that we like for this last season. Oh my god, I love and I love him so much. It's it's if anything, that's gonna be worth it. Like this season, like just the Archie quality Archie time we get. Yeah, that's gonna be the the thing that's worth it. One thing too about like uh, Archie and different jobs and things like that. I thought it was funny, Mary, that she went from being a lawyer in the modern era to being just like a dress shop owner. Did you see the name of the store? No, I didn't. What was it? Pretty in pink. Oh, that's cute. Isn't that adorable? So I actually, you wouldn't see the shop title in this episode. You actually saw the shop title or the shop name, I should say, in the previous episode. And because I was lagging behind watching episodes, I watched these two back to back. And then I was like, oh, hang on a minute. That's the store that we just saw on the main street. That's where Mary yeah. works. Hang on a minute. It's called Pretty in Pink, which is, of course, for our younger audience who may not know, uh, is a callback to Molly Ringwald's first role, I think. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know order, but yeah, very, very, very iconic role for her. Yeah, very iconic uh, role for her. So, yeah, I thought that was cute. That's really cute. I didn't notice that. That's super And I was going to say, not a lot of people would notice that because it, Cause of the- it has to take into account it happens over two episodes. You don't actually see the outside of the store, then the inside of the store. It's a little, it's a little hidden Mickey kind of situation, which is cute. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, my next note, <laughs> uh, I said, and it must be about like the um, there was something about this the situation where the uh the other school, the guys at the the private school, um, Stonewall come and they Stonewall prep, um, they come and they take the the dog statue, yeah, um, of their mascot, um. And there was just something about the way that the boys were talking about the situation. Like, we got to go get him. Oh, no. Like, there was something about the way that they were talking. I, I was like, the dog's name was Peppy? I think- Peppy. Peppy. Yeah, because it's a town of Pep. Oh, I didn't put two and two together. I just thought of it right now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because that makes sense now. Um but no, there was something about the the way that they were talking. I was like, oh, I think the boys are going to rumble. <laughs> like, it felt very like West Side Story. Like they were going to like break out into song and start like snapping and like. I could totally see that. Down the street. You know what? That would have made more sense to put a song yeah. there than give it to Veronica and Betty in like no context. We could have saved ourselves three minutes of footage. We did yeah. not need that song. Um No. They could have done a scene where it made more sense for Clifford Blossom to be an asshole. Yeah. That would have at least carried the episode a little bit more or given it more context or, I don't know. God, I hate this show. But yeah, I hate it. I hate it so much, Heidi. I can't. I don't (laughs) want it to finish because I do very much have a love-hate relationship. And I am enjoying this season. But, you know, it's, it's typical Riverdale that they do dumb stuff constantly yeah it's that we see that there's we have grown and since you know not grown from the beginning we've we've cared about these characters and um the first season was so good and then you know continued with it and we've grown to really care about these characters and about these actors and about this you know world and i think it may it's natural to see the potential in it and wish that it would match it I think that that's yeah. okay. Like we we care about this world and these characters and all of the stuff and we just want it to match. We want it to be as good as we know it can be. And it just it just isn't sometimes. Yeah, it just falls short sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um very early on in this episode I was like what's going on with Betty and Veronica? Yeah, it was a little uh little saucy between mm-hmm. them. I a little sapphic. <laughs> I I mean it is what it is. I have no feelings either way. But I'm wondering if it was a one off or if it's gonna lead to something. It seemed like at the end of the episode that it was gonna continue. Like a little bit at least. That there were like because of the phone call where Right, but I interpreted like, that differently. I interpreted that like oh, it, really? they really solidified their friendship. They're really just like super duper close now. There's a genuine affection oh, for the two of them. Um I could see it going either way. I, I did think it was it, it's funny, it feels like this season is giving us like every 
every, every relationship. Ship. Yeah. The <laughs> especially <laughs> Betty. Yeah, especially Betty. Yeah, she's but like even with like Ethel and Jughead, which we've had a little Ethel Jughead before, but like a ton more of it this time and Veronica and Jughead and you know, we're just getting lots of different mixes, which I don't mind. No, I don't mind either. Um but yeah, I I don't know. I'm very 50-50 about whether I think this is going to head somewhere or not. My gut right now is telling me no. Yeah. I don't think it would head anywhere serious. Like, they're not endgame, but I think it's... I like the... I like the storyline about, you know, female exploration and in friendships and... um, them. It was just... A, it was a really... the Probably one of the best scenes is the scene where they're being open about, like, thinking about kissing girls and, like, you know, that exploration and that curiosity and them being really... its It felt like a scene where, like, they were very safe with each other. Yes. And I, I agree that it, like, totally solidifies a friendship. Is it going to be continued exploration of, like, sexuality? I don't know. Maybe. Um, but, yeah, I definitely agree that it, it solidified and strength, strengthened their friendship, which I think is also good to see and that like these moments that could be seen as awkward or uncomfortable don't have to ruin friendships. It can be something too that brings you closer together. Yeah. I do think their discussion was a modernization. Again, oh, yeah. that was not that's not something that you would stereotypically find in nineteen. It's what girls right now could be having. Yes, it's very yeah. much a conversation that women right now would be having, but not a conversation that women in the nineteen fifties would have been having. So I yeah. I'm finding as the episodes go on, we're getting more and more modernizations of stuff. It's coming away from yeah. the fifties and kind of starting to become more grounded in now. Which mm-hmm. Riverdale has always blurred those lines, but I do have issue with it in this season because they have been so era specific. Um, they made a very strong choice. They did. Yeah. So I don't think it is the right choice for them, but you know, here we are. Here we are. Yeah. They, they made a, a very specific choice and we're going to be in this era now and this is where we are. But then they're yeah having very modern conversations like this, which it's fine because it, this is also a modern TV show, uh, you know, on one hand. But then it's, like, so funny because then they'll throw in, like, golly gee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, wait, we forgot we're in the 50s. Quick, let's add a gee whiz in there or. Gee whiz. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah. It's so funny. I did like their pact um, to not be like their parents. I think that's a very understandable. I mean, some folks have really great uh and their parents are their idols and they want to grow up to be like them. And that's totally fine and great. Like, sounds nice. Um, <laughs> not relatable to me. Um, but like, I think that's a very relatable thing to like, be like, I've seen, I see the realities of where my parents have fallen short and I want to be better than, than that in the future. And I like that little discussion that they had. And then also hated Smithers being a little cockblock. well it was smithers and mary to be completely frank sure but let the girls kiss (laughs) oh gosh um did you catch that werther's rights for the local newspaper no 
I so that. this war on like comic books or whatever is going on between the two where where there's in feather head which they look like the same person and i'm still not entirely sure which is which but here we are um there was some mention later on in the episode and i'm forgetting when or who said it but somebody said oh the article that weathers wrote so weathers is literally taking his war on comics which is so unjustified. But anyway, because apparently comics and not television or not the radio or not just peer-on-peer conversation is what is corrupting the youth of Riverdale. Um, Yeah, he's taking his feelings about that and documenting them in a public forum to, I guess, sway public opinion. But um, yeah, it was a little, it was just a little aside comment that somebody mentioned. And I was like, wait, Hold up, Werther's is writing articles for the newspaper? Okay. Man does it all. <laughs> he sure does. As well as look like Featherhead. And I don't know which is Werther's and which is Featherhead. I think Featherhead no, is the one confusing. that has the round glasses. Like the Harry Potter kind of I style glasses. Tell you. Maybe. I think he's I just shorter. know that one of the one of the guys, the taller one this episode, was wearing this sweater that was, like, fluffy and made it, it looked like he was covered in, like, hair mold. Oh, gross. You know how, like, mold can get, like, fuzzy? Yeah, sure can. That's, it made, it made me think of that. And I was like, that's a good choice for him. Good choice. Well, I only have a couple of notes left, and uh, they revolve around the actual basketball game, which I actually Mm -hmm. really enjoyed how it was shot aesthetically. There was some kind of like, you know, very like college learnt (laughs) lighting techniques, but I did think the the general feel of the scene was really cool and was really powerful. And I liked the fact that they didn't need to show the whole game to really amp up how iconic the game was i enjoyed that but um another comment about their shorts they were some (laughs) teeny tiny shorts like i saw a lot of meat and two veggies i did i saw lots of like outlining and i wasn't even really looking for it but no knowing you you wouldn't be looking for there was a lot of outlines there was a i was like oh we could have pulled those shorts down a little bit or oh we could have gone a little bit of a size up (laughs) it's so funny that like in the older days they would wear those skimpy little shorts you would think it would not be like that you think it would be the opposite that the shorts would have gotten shorter like as we've we've gone on but but, i mean they have but not in the world of sports but not for not for guys yeah they've gotten longer longer for guys and shorter for girls yeah in basketball, at least. But yeah. Yeah, wild time. Also, yeah, I can't imagine that that's very comfortable when playing basketball. No, they'd the... be riding up your butt yeah, nonstop. You'd have to be yeah. pulling them out of your your butt crack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But yeah, I agree. And the beginning of shot of it, so so epic with the lights going down and the ball and them like standing together. And I was like, this is fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it, too. The other thing that I thought was weird, but I don't know, Americans in general are, are a strange <laughs> culture. So maybe this is absolutely maybe this is something that's normal to you all. Um, I did think Go it was it. weird Go. that the basketball game from a local high school was broadcast all over the radio. Is that something that happens well, in America? 
So actually, the- <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna say so, yes. N- not on the radio. Uh, well, it makes sense for the radio back then, just because of like technology and things like that. But actually, modern day, we there was there's local channels, right? If so, if you have like a regular TV and you're not just watching things on the internet, like me, yeah. Um, but and like back at home, like my parents, you have like local channels, and then you have like cable channels. And then maybe streaming services and things like that. On the local channels, we did have, there was a, uh, what was it called? Like, Prep Pigskin Report. Like, there was football coverage of, like, the local football games uh, from high schools, like, on this local channel. Huh. And they would show clips and stuff like that and talk about the games. Okay. I mean, I don't know who did it, who put it on, but it was like it was a thing, and like you could see my high school, their football games on on that. Did like, you not go the whole to thing, like a small town it. or anything like that? No, uh, no, I graduated with a class of six hundred people. Okay, I just I find that very strange. Um, <laughs> yeah, if that's very U.S. of us. <laughs> yeah, I feel like. So in Australia, we've got like obviously our very rural areas and I went to college in what we would call the country, which basically means a rural area. I would not be surprised if I turned on the TV in this town and saw a sports game being broadcast Uh, because again, it was a very small town. A local one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, where you're saying you graduated with 600 other people that's not a small town and you know my college i graduated with 25 people you know what i mean yeah so i bet if you i bet if you if you i don't know if you have a tv in your home if you have a tv in your home and you turned it onto a local florida i'm okay station i'm fine you might find one no i I mean yeah the things that you would find on a local florida station i I wouldn't be interested in girl i was gonna say i bet there would be something local like games from local high schools and stuff like that i wouldn't be too it's surprised probably you gonna be some stupid ass politician doing some stupid yep. ass stuff because i live in yeah. a redneck state yes yes you very much do i'm sorry for that that's okay so, thank you i appreciate your support <laughs> oh, i'm here for you I, I get it thankfully i am um, but I'm about to to leave uh, to travel the U.S. Yes. for work, so I can get out of this woo-hoo. state for a little bit. Yeah, woohoo! Indeed, Take a little breather. Um, I'll be on the road for for a year, um, so I'll get to see how the other half lives. I'll get to see how the other states operate, and I'll be like, "Wow, we're missing out here in Florida." But enough of politics. Enough of politics. Oh uh, yeah. What else have you got? Well, um, I, I want to talk about Cheryl. I hated the scene i felt so bad for her where her dad yells at her and you know like it gets really physical with her and grabs her and hated that he also said something pretty horrendous like where he's like if you don't want to end up worse than your brother who is literally in a a coma coma yeah yes um you'll do what i say (sighs) jesus what a piece of shit that guy is pretty awful when, yeah, what a piece of shit. And like I said, best episode for Julian, because seeing Cheryl care so much about him, because mm. of course Cheryl always cares about her siblings, whether it's Jason or Julian, and <laughs> it kind of makes sense or not, or they're an asshole or not. Like she she has this bond with her twin, who, regardless of who it is. And 
it's very um it's it's just very nice to see her Cheryl cares very deeply for the people that she cares about and I think that Madeline's just such a great actress. She makes you feel for yeah. the character too. And, you know, I just thought it was, my note is literally just like, oh, Cheryl loves her brothers and parentheses. <laughs> um, <laughs> she loves them. The only thing that I'm finding with that relationship is she cares for him. I'm yet to see any affection towards her from him. Yeah. It seemed like when he woke up a little bit, I mean, he was joking around, yeah. and, like laughing a little bit, and then they were sitting. I'm I'm curious to see, I would love to see this injury and situation affect Julian. So we'll see how that goes. All meaning like it'll make him a better person. <laughs> yeah. It won't. <laughs> you had a face and I was like, oh no, does she know something? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I was just like, no, he's still going to be a dick. Well, here's hoping. It would be nice. Yeah. It would be nice. Yeah, we'll see. But he's not real anyway, so it doesn't matter. I know, but I get so mad still. I get mad like he's a real person. And well, it's like what are we supposed to believe? And then if they if if they do end up going back to like normal time, present day, is Julian gonna be there? <laughs> like What's happening? They're not going back, Heidi. There's no way. And even from the photos that we've seen that they're wrapped, they're all in period outfits. Like this is this is how this is going to end. That's why everybody forgot. This is how it is. Heidi, I've been saying it for weeks. This is how it's gonna end. They're not going back. It it makes no sense to me. This world is better anyway. It is, for the most part, but still it just makes no sense. It makes, we're going to have to, I, I can't, I have to, no, no thoughts. I have to just clear my mind. <laughs> just have to clear my mind. Because like, if I think on it too hard, I just, I, I get a little hysterical. <laughs> I, I feel like, for I you because remember when like um, Tabitha the angel was taking away Jughead's yeah. memories and he was like rushing yes. to try and write down some stuff and he only wrote three yes. words, which I don't even remember what they are. Uh, yeah, nothing's, nothing's going to come of that because it's Riverdale. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is how it ends. If you could see me right now. (laughs) She's like hiding in her hoodie. I want to just, I want to just cocoon myself. Yeah, because (laughs) this show makes us hurt. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. It's an insult to intelligence, but here we are. We've got a whole yeah. podcast about it and everything. And we have for years. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know, you got to be able to laugh at yourself. And I think that that's, that's what Riverdale has, has taught us. And, you know, got to focus on the good. Archie, sweet little baby boy. Yeah. The end scene. The end scene with him, although Jughead's narration is warnings of things to come, um, which seem to be dark and scary or something. Um but him wrestling with Reggie and Reggie just fully picking, picking him up. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, it was. That was so precious. Well, anything else from you then? No. no. <laughs> You're exhausted, I can tell. <laughs> I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so uh, how are we going to rate this episode? High school sports? I guess you might not know. No, it's okay. We got some sports. Um, okay, okay. 
this, I'm going to go with the first thing that popped into my head. Uh, so in Australia, we have field hockey. So not okay, hockey yeah. that you play on ice. No, yeah. With the, the yeah. Field hockey. I gestured. You did, but you yeah, gestured you wrong, but it's, it's down. No, no, no. Not the, not the like net version. No, I know. It's on the ground. I just can see it holding it like this, but it is on it's the on ground. It's on the ground. It's like yeah. Little. So Heidi's holding yeah, yeah, yeah. it up to play that. What's that other game? Lacrosse. Uh, you're. Lacrosse. Not yeah. like lacrosse. No, but I knew what you're talking about. Yeah, I knew what you're talking about. Take a hockey stick. I held it up. And put it on a field. you can't see if I'm, if I'm holding it down. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, um, on Zoom. <laughs> we used to be forced to play field hockey at school. Oh. I hated it. The mm. lawn that we always played on was always covered in bird poop. And I'm talking like, oh. like chunky noodle bird poop like not just like a splat when a bird goes poop these Mm. were like nugs like actual Mm. nuggets and we were forced (laughs) to play on it and i went to this like private old girl school and we had a sports uniform we had to change into and i like never washed it and it was crunchy that's how i feel about Mm. this episode inconvenienced Mm. crunchy and surrounded by (laughs) bird poop nuggets (laughs) Bird poop nugget. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this is like playing at PE. <laughs> what is I, which is our? Physical. We've got PE. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, PE. Um, uh, playing at PE in like elementary school, so like nothing's too serious, but playing American football at, at PE. We only did it a few. We didn't do it a ton. Um. But we would play different sports and things like that. And we I remember doing P, like American football one time. And it was actually, I'm not like a big sports fan, but I remember it being actually fun. Like we didn't have like plays and things like that. But like you do the whole lineup thing and the, you throw the ball and you like have, it's flag football. So you're not tackling people, you're pulling flags and, you know, and I am not horrible at throwing a football. So I remember that being fun. So good for you we'll say that because it's a little bit of fun it's a little nostalgic uh for me with this episode feels like a little older times of of riverdale there was some some parts that i liked about it but at the end of the day it's not completely my cup of tea no wasn't mine either hence the yeah bird poo nuggets (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah i don't remember i i remember on the opposite end of that doing pe sometimes on the uh, asphalt mm. and like them making us do push-ups and getting little gravel in our palms yeah i hated that yeah that i hated pe in general yeah except for like those times where and i don't know if you had this but sometimes they would pull out the fun pe toys which would be like hula hoops and uh jump rope PE and then was these never little... fun oh never they had these little these little (laughs) these little like boards that were on four wheels and they were like tiny little plastic boards and you would sit on them and like spin and ride around and destroy your little tiny body and hands (laughs) but like so fun Uh, any american like folks who are elder millennials or millennials probably will remember those i don't know if they still have them around but there was there were times where they're like just play (laughs) those were fun times oh that does sound like a good time no, we just had PE and it was fucking awful. For the most part, it was it was awful too. So I feel that. I feel that. What would Betty do this episode? 
Betty would really bond with her gal pal, uh, Veronica. Um, they'd do some shopping. She'd get to sing a little song randomly <laughs> for no reason. Um, and she'd get to uh, have a little space to herself with her friend in by sneaking into the friend's apartment, I guess, um, at some point point um and then like consider some exploration uh but eventually just get to go back home to her mom and see kind of where that goes but Mm. that's what betty would do yeah yeah pretty much all right friends on that note we'll love you and leave you and we'll catch you next time for another episode of betty squared bye bye